Don't be left in the dark. Get proper understanding of life through the word of God. My people perish for lack of knowledge. The word of God is an illumination which gives direction. Remain blessed as Reverend Osfawenu illuminates your mind with the word of God with all simplicity and clarity. The subject is still growing in the knowledge of God. We were greatly helped last Sunday when we kick-started this journey on growing in the knowledge of God. We look at the tripartite dimension in which we are supposed to grow holistically. Spirit, soul, and uh, body. We drew the cutting on the necessity for God's knowledge, rich knowledge of God, the necessity for it. And we did emphasize in very strong terms that the antidote to stop the devil from poisoning a man's spirit with evil content and his mind with destructive intent is the knowledge of God. Dwelling on Romans 1.28, that those who fail to retain God in their knowledge are given to a reprobate mind, and they do things that are not correct, things that are not convenient, things that are not helpful. Uh, and we did mention that uh, as it applies to unbeliever, likewise so believer should ensure that we retain the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 13.5 Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobate. So those who reject the knowledge of God belong to the class called the reprobate. You will not fall into that category in the name of Jesus. So we are moving on this morning. To look at how we can attain the knowledge of God. That's the starting point for today. How to attain the knowledge of God. And precisely, the knowledge of God can be attained in three major ways. So we're going to dwell on three major ways. The first one is by learning. Second one is by special divine encounter and the third one is the general life experiences. Like general life experiences. See, God is everywhere, but we may not know it until the Lord draws our attention to it specially. Praise the name of the Lord. I tell you, there is no place that where God is not. Go to the depth, God is there. I'm, let me shock you. God is also in hell. Hello? God is in the shrine. Say that God is not in what they are doing there. So the presence of God is everywhere. That's why it's called the omnipresent. Are we together? So God could be where you are, but the question is, is he in what you are doing? Will he take delight in what you are doing? What you are doing there, is it promoting his glory or not? Praise the Lord. So what we're saying is that everywhere you turn, if the Holy Spirit will open your eyes of understanding, you will find God. So but we are focusing simply on three main gates to God's knowledge. Three main gates to God's knowledge. The first one is the gate of learning. The gate 
of learning. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Romans 10. Let's take the reading from verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how do you come to know God as to be able to call him effectively? So verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So there's a sequence to it. Okay, Somebody must be available to teach you or preach to you, to point you to God. It is that teaching, okay, that will bring about a believing. And it is that believing that will now make you to be able to call upon him. Now, verse 15, I'll say, How shall they preach except they be sent? So, which therefore means God has positioned some people as platform for you to learn about God. How shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who had believed our report. Verse 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, one of the major gates of learning about God, of knowing God, is through the gate of learning. The second gate is the gate of special encounter, special divine encounter. And I point to you an example of a particular man in the Bible that gained access to the knowledge, true knowledge of God, via the gate of special encounter. The name of the man is called Cornelius. Acts of Apostles chapter 10. I start the reading from verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house. We gave much harm to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him, saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy hands are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodged with one Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou orest to do. Now, how did Cornelius came to the knowledge of God? An angel appeared to him. He came by a divine encounter, a special divine encounter. But one thing is that our God does not break protocol of the divine protocol of salvation. He has, the scripture has said, How shall they hear except? A man teach to them. So it's a, since it's an assignment that was not delegated to the angel, so the angel only go there to prepare him, and the angel now pointed him to a preacher that he will go to and learn. Are we together? So the angel came. After the angel came, the angel did not preach salvation to him. The angel did not baptize him in the Holy Spirit. The angel pointed him to Peter. So we have the gate of divine encounter.
but it's not a gate that it's not a stand alone gate. Hello? It's not what? A stand alone gate. Then the gate of life experiences. The gate of life experiences. We look at the example of the man called Apollos. Acts 18. I take the reading from verse 24 to 26. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandra, an eloquent man and mighty in scripture, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. One when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expanded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Now, if you read Acts of chapter 18 from verse 1, you will notice that the man Aquila and Priscilla had also stayed under the tutelage of Apostle Paul. They had stayed with Paul. So, they have gained experience over the years. When they now found a younger person, actually has met the Lord one way or the other. Maybe because he had somebody preach and he had gifts to also preach, but he was limited in knowledge. The experience that Aquila and Priscilla had gained from Paul, he used it to help him. So, in knowing God and growing in the knowledge of God, the place of life experiences cannot be pushed to the background. Are we together? How many gates have we looked at? Three gates. But you still discover that everything is boiled down to learning. Cornelius had a special encounter. Okay? He was pointed to go and learn under Peter. Okay? Apollo was highly gifted and uh, he was displaying gifts, zeal. Okay? But yet, he did not know as he ought to know. Okay? He had to be taught again by Aquila and Priscilla to grow so that it can be brought in the true knowledge of God. So, Akula and Priscilla, by their own association with Paul, had gained richer experience. They gained richer experience, and they used that richer experience to help and guide Apollos into the old truth. Today, there are too many Apollos who are not listening to Akula and Priscilla, and is the reason you can you see so much confusion and uh, mess going on in the body of Christ. So every great Apollos need the ministry of a well-grounded Aquila and Priscilla because in to grow in the knowledge of God, that is the place of uh, life experiences. So if you are a Moses, you still need a Jethro. If you are a Mary, you need an Elizabeth. Then let's move on to the second part of the teaching for today. This knowledge we are talking about operates in two realms. There are two realms of knowledge. There is one, the rational intellectual realm. The rational intellectual realm. Then the second realm is the realm realm. The revelational spiritual realm. So the first category is the knowledge stay at the realm of the rational level of the, of the human intellect. You can call it head knowledge. So a man can memorize the whole Bible. Okay? And uh, he, he may not believe a single verse of it. Are we together? A man may memorize the whole Bible, believe it, 
and not behave it. Why? Because all the knowledge he has is just at the edge knowledge. It has not become a personal revelation to that person. It has not the person has not allowed the world to percolate his spirit as to save him or her. Are we together? So to the level of knowledge or the realm of the knowledge of God that stayed at the rational level of human intellect is that knowledge. Is that knowledge? Okay. You hardly only very few people will claim that there is no God. Okay? But when they have only the head knowledge of God, God will just be God to them as he is God to everybody. They have not believed him to the extent that he can become their personal Lord and Savior. Then the second realm, which I call the revelational spiritual realm, is the one that is conveyed, the knowledge that is conveyed into the spirit of man by the inspiration supplied by the Holy Spirit. That's revelation knowledge. It's the knowledge of God that is conveyed into the spirit of man by the inspiration supplied by the holy spirit that's revelation knowledge now that's been the case what should be our attitude to the three gates what should be our attitude to the two realms so on the third leg for today's study we are looking at unhelpful attitude to gaining and growing in the knowledge of god so there are three of them that I will mention and I will speak to them. Three unhelpful attitudes that you must avoid if you want to gain and grow in the knowledge of God. Number one, avoid solo dependence on only spiritual access to knowledge. Solo dependence on only spiritual access to knowledge. The relationship of some people about God is only limited to the dreams they dream. I remember years back when we served form for some believers to feed. Are you born again? Somebody answer in the affirmative. Yes. How are you sure that you are born again? He said, because I used to dream and my dream used to come to pass. Hello. Now, solo dependence on only spiritual access to knowledge. And I've pointed to you a man that had even a special encounter with an angel that appeared to him, Cornelius. God still said to him, go to Peter, go and hear the gospel. So, if you will only depend on spiritual access to the knowledge of God, you may miss it or even get confused or even get lost in the process. Are we together? Get deceived along the line. Enter into the era of worship of idol. People who are worshipping angels today as against worshipping the true God. Okay? Go and check it. One of their errors is the solo dependence on spiritual access to knowledge. They will not read their Bible. They will be seeking visions and prophecy all around. If you want to grow in the knowledge of God, solo dependence on only spiritual access to knowledge will not help you. I have not said that it is not a possibility for that to happen. I have shown you an example in the Bible how it happened. But God did not limit Cornelius to only angelic encounter. Are we together? A lot of people today, instead of seeking God, they are busy seeking visions, revelations, and prophecy. Number two, avoid pride in excellency of study as the most superior access to knowledge. Now, some other people, their own error now is that they don't believe vision. They don't believe uh, prophecy. Okay? They only give attention to study. So, they have dry knowledge. The knowledge is what? It's dry. Because it does not receive the dew of heaven that only the Holy Spirit can give. They are scholars of repute. Are we together? 
but they lack the life of Christ. It's a possibility that you can be a very great scholar, but you don't have the life of Christ. A very great biblical scholar, not just ordinary scholar, biblical scholar. But you lack the life of Christ because the inspirational dimension, the re revelational dimension that comes from the Holy Spirit that will wet the knowledge and make it to grow as against just being ordinary dry human knowledge is not there. Number three thing or three attitudes you should avoid if you really want to gain rich knowledge of God and grow by it and also in it is to also avoid the failure to track and tap knowledge from personal experiences of life. Every experience you pass through in life to increase your knowledge of God. When you have a, a testimony of a great blessing from God, a testimony of a great blessing from God, okay, you should from that experience learn more about the greatness of God, the power of God, the ability of God. When you pass through difficult situations in life, okay, there's also a lesson in there for you to learn. Are we together? So why? Because experiences of life is also a gate to learning about God and growing in his knowledge. Then, the experiences that others have gained, just like Aquila and Priscilla had gained from Paul, okay? Apollo also came under them to learn. Are we together? So, don't ignore the knowledge that is available in your personal life experience and uh, in the experiences of others. It could be normal issues of life and it could be in dramatic circumstances. Be sensitive to gain wisdom from both the normal occurrences of life and from dramatic circumstances of life. Are we together? Having said that, it is therefore not spiritually correct to despise learning. It's not correct to despise learning, particularly learning the word of God, simply because you have access to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a liberty to quit from studying the Bible. It's going to be a big error. That is, now that I have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will be teaching me. The Holy Spirit is giving me vision. The Holy Spirit is showing me revelation, and you stop reading your Bible. You will not know when an, a, a, a black angel, a, a demon, okay, will start to lead you to the path of destruction. Are we together? Having assessed these three gates, and having looked at the two realms that are critical, it's important to know that for you, it is not spiritually correct to despise learning the word of God. Simply because you now have the Holy Spirit and you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So whatever you, so you are supposed to read, okay, the Holy Spirit okay, will not come okay, and dump it on you. What the scriptures say as part of the of the Holy Spirit that it will remind you. So what you have read, what you have learned, the Holy Spirit will bring them to your memory. The only time he will serve as your instructor and teach you is when you stay by the word. So when you are reading the word, he will be teaching you, he will be instructing you. But you can't stay away from the word, okay, and expect him to be teaching you. The moment you are not with the word, his ministry is to remind you. When you are with the word, his ministry is to teach you. Are we together? So if you jump in, if you, if you don't stay with him to teach you, there will be nothing it will remind you of. Are we together? So, number two, we have emphasized that you should learn. You must also not allow intellectual learning 
black out your mind from gaining access to divine revelation. So there must not be contradictory interference whereby you have now learned so much and you have known so much by divine encounter the Holy Spirit will want to speak to you and you will say mm, I don't need that so don't allow intellectual learning to black out your mind from gaining access to divine revelation if you are very flexible in the hand of the Holy Spirit you will also discover that your understanding of the word of God will be rich your interpretation of the word of God will not be stereotyped. Will not be stereotyped. I was sharing with somebody yesterday night, okay, what I preached from John chapter 2 last year. And I, we came back again to John chapter 2 this year, okay, in the same social context. We were receiving a different light that only the Holy Spirit can give. Are we together? So, if you are flexible in the hand of the Holy Spirit, your knowledge of the word of God will be enriched. And the profit you are going to be you are going to derive from the word of God will be greater. Then we have said that learning from the experiences of others is also part of the gate to gain the knowledge of God and grow in it. I must also warn you that you need to avoid embracing the teachings and fellowship or company that will make you dull to the things of the spirit. So teachings that will make you to become dull to the things of the spirit. Or the companies that you keep that will make you dull to the things of the spirit, whereby you will not be sensitive in your spirit man. You need to avoid that. Because the Holy Spirit is not only interested in relating with you by books, it's also interested in relating with you by personal experience, by personal encounter. Is somebody hearing me? So don't limit your relationship with the Holy Spirit to only books. You also want to live with you by personal encounter. So, avoid those teachings and fellowship or company that will make you dull to the things of the Spirit. Those who just want to rationalize. So, you must be sensitive in your spirit to pick spiritual signals from your day-to-day -day experiences and from the ongoing circumstances in your environment. You must be able to pick spiritual signals. However, we're still emphasizing that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And that you need to study to show yourself approved. Why? If you don't know the word of God that comes by learning, the devil will confuse your mind with fake encounters. If you don't know the word of God that comes by learning it, the devil will confuse your mind with fake encounters. So, I warn you again, don't base your Christian life on just dream, vision, and prophecy alone. Study. Also, gain experience and hard exposure too. Gain experience and also hard exposure. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Then Galatians 1 says, Apostle Paul noticed in the Galatian church how they easily got confused. Hello? How they easily got confused. How they were deceived to abandon the way of truth as to be following error because they were not well grounded. From verse 6 of Galatians chapter 1, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another but there be some that trouble you 
and will prefer the gospel of Christ. This is the reason why you must be well grounded in the knowledge of the word of God. There are people who are perverting the gospel. I have said it over and over again that I don't see persecution as the greatest threat to the church. What I see as the greatest threat to the church is perversion. Because perversion is a decay from inside. Persecution is an injury from outside. Hello? Perversion is a decay from inside. Okay. If somebody has an accident and he has a cut and the person is bleeding and the nurse come up quickly, stop the bleeding, dress the wound, give the necessary injection, maybe anti-tetanus, and then you know, put certain things that will keep off jams from investing the wound. The wound will heal. Okay. But if somebody had an accident and it doesn't present a physical injury, no cut on the body, but the person has had internal injury, you will suddenly hear that uh, the only person that died in that vehicle did not even have an injury, but the person that break hand and break leg survived. What killed the other one? Internal bleeding, internal injury. Are we together? It is the same thing that is happening to the church. Perversion of the gospel. People who are preaching error from the pulpit. People who are deceiving people for their own selfish reason, service gain. So those ones are destroying the church from the inside. It's a decay from inside. But persecution is an injury from outside. Jesus said the, the, the church is moving forward and the gate of hell will not prevail. So there's a standing order. No matter how vehement the persecution will be, okay? The devil will not prevail against the church. But let the church stop destroying itself from inside. Uh, destroying herself from inside. Let the church stop destroying herself from inside. So I don't see persecution as the greatest threat to the existence of the church. I see perversion as the greatest threat. And that is why you, as a child of God, must be well grounded in the knowledge of God. Must be well grounded in the word of God. So that you don't become like the Galatian church that was so removed from him that called them into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which Apostle Paul said is not actually another gospel. But there are some that trouble them who are perverting the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. So, but if you are not well grounded in the knowledge of God, when an angel comes, and preach another gospel to you, you will, have, you, will have, you will accept it. If you are not well too tall, like the children of Rechab, if a Jeremiah now come, I ask you to drink wine, you will drink wine. You know who prophet Jeremiah was? A true preacher, a true prophet of God. God said to him, go to the house of Rechab and call the children of Rechab into the inner chamber and offer them wine to drink. And he did exactly. What was the answer of the children of Rechab? They said, oh prophet, we respect your anointing. Hello? Oh, prophet, we do what? We respect your anointing. But as for this one that you ask us to do, our father Rechab has told us that we must not drink wine. So permit us to obey, disobey you in this matter. Why? They have learned from their father. So, and that's why I'm also teaching you as a spiritual father. So when that charlatan will now come, okay, and he will say the will, the way he can remove the cause of your family from you, or the cause of you not getting husband from you, is to sleep with you. You know, all, all, so many funny things are going on in the body of Christ today. He's able to say like the recaps, our father has taught us 
that uh, this is not the way of righteousness. Are we together? So Apostle Paul said, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you. Because it's not their responsibility to preach the gospel. When an angel appeared to Cornelius, what did he do? He pointed Cornelius to, to Peter. Then that which we have preached unto you, let them be accursed. As we said, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel to you, that that you have received, let him be accursed. May you be people of understanding. May you be people that receive the truth and walk by the truth. In Jesus' name we pray. We believe you'll be blessed by the ministry of this message. You will do well to be the doer of all you've heard. For further inquiry and spiritual help, contact this number 080-356858-82 or worship with us at Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church or Justin University of Ilorin Teaching Hospital, Okelsey Ilorin. God bless you.